Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, it's the story that will never, ever, ever end. Well, no. Maybe, but it's like deja vu every week. It is. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what week it is. I know that it's a different month because the leaves have changed and it's somewhat colder outside, but it just seems to all just roll in day to day to day. At least we know what year it is. <laughs> yes, we do. It's 2020. That that we do know. Um, but Bonnie, uh, the tropics, we've talked about it almost ad nauseum now where it looks like it's going to die and then we talk about it in 24 to 48 hours. Poof. Hey, a storm. And poof. Hey, look, another storm. So let's, uh, let's jump into theta first because if we are really following the Greek alphabet, uh, we had eta. Eta came and went. Uh, then Theta popped up, and Theta hasn't done much, and Theta won't affect the United States at all. Uh, theta is off on the far side of the Atlantic, uh, just to the northwest of the Azor Islands. So it's going to remain a tropical depression, uh, not going to do anything as it makes its way off toward Portugal and Spain. Does How... anyone live on the Azor Islands? I'm sure they do. Let's you know. Let's see here. Azores. Are they nice islands? Or are they like private islands? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. Um, yes, people do live on the Azores. It's an autonomous region. Uh, it's one of two autonomous regions of Portugal. It's an archipelago. So they belong to Portugal. Yeah, so it's an archipelago. Um, let's see here. They do have a college. It's a is it kind of like Puerto Rico for us? Uh, it could be. Total population is 57,000, so... Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of some people, I guess. I don't I don't know. There's a lot of some people. There, there, there's an <laughs> island called Pico, which now makes me want Pico de Gallo. Uh, um, which means Mexican food, which means margaritas. Yes. See how we do that? <laughs> <laughs> we are special, aren't we? Yes, we, we really are. are. Yes, we are. So, yeah, so it's going to affect the Azor Islands. Um, yeah, Pico, Mexican food. <laughs> margaritas <laughs> it's five o'clock theta. somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> ain't that the truth so theta uh came and went not gonna do anything it will eventually die off here but back closer to home bonnie uh iota decided to make a grand appearance as a lot of our tropical storms have this year in addition to be a i believe it's the uh, I gotta go pull this up now because I'm gonna say something and I'm gonna re- immediately regret it. So I'm gonna wait and get the facts straight. But I want to say it's the twelfth major hurricane or twelfth named hurricane of the season. Forgive me if I butcher that. I thought it was twenty. Is it twenty? You know what? I don't even know. It could be like two hundred for all I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just me... been that kind of a year. It has been. It has been. Um, we will get back into Ada in a minute, but, uh, Iota is a very, very strong hurricane. This thing went from a cat one to a cat four, basically overnight. 
And I feel like nobody's really been talking about IOTA. Just like, oh, here's the cone. We're watching it. And then I wake up this morning and it's going to make landfall as a cap four. And I was like, yeah, okay, that came out of nowhere. Right. Like we said, currently it's a cat two wins 90 miles an hour. That's a cat two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. See, we're so we're so hurricaned out that <laughs> like we're having to question ourselves and we know these things. So. <laughs> well, it all just blends together at this yeah, point. No, yeah, cat one They're is all a major hurricane right uh, now. That, that's very true. I uh, know it is still a it's a cat one. 96, 95 miles an hour is the uh, high end cat one. Ninety six is a cat two. So it is a cat one storm, but it is forecast to become a major hurricane at cat four by time time it makes landfall. Uh, and Bonnie, not to shake a stick at it, because obviously a Cat 4 is a big deal. Yes, it's in the Atlantic. Yes, it's not going to affect North America. It is going to affect Central America. But this thing's on a collision course with the same area that was just impacted by Ada. It's literally deja vu. Like, it is... It's like we're watching the forecast from last week or something. Yep. It's literally the same. It's so crazy. I would like to, and I don't have the ability to do this, but I would like to overlay the two and just compare. I think I found one and I retweeted it. Okay. I'll have to go look. I will have to go look. By the way, you look really good in your master's hat. Thanks. Yeah. I uh, pull off green really well. Yeah. It's definitely your color. Oh, there it is. Yes, you did. Cat four. All right. Yeah. So um, it this will come in. Oh my gosh. I mean, like this is within miles, like very few miles of landfall. You almost can't tell which is which because it's exactly the same, right. even with the colors and the category and all of that. It's right. nuts. That is nuts. We will retweet that on our on our podcast page at Weather Podcast. So, but I don't know what it's supposed to do after it makes landfall. Is it going to do that whole curve up thing and try to hit Florida? Well, the official cone puts it onto the Pacific, so we will see. Um, oh, okay. Now, That's we, a new one. <laughs> that is right. Shocking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they never go over there. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, it is 2020, so. Right. All right, yeah, head over to Weather Podcast. It's uh, it's there. But so IOTA is going to, like we said, come ashore as a Cat 4, uh, at least forecasted to, and then it will rapidly weaken as it crosses into Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador is also in the cone, as is Guatemala, maybe even Belize, so we will see. Mexico could be affected by, uh, depending on the track, some of this as well. So um, it's the year that never ends. We have 15 days officially left of the hurricane season, but Bonnie, that doesn't mean much in 2020. No, not at all. I feel like, yeah, like it doesn't matter. And I fully expect there to be named storms in the month of December, or at least one, right. if anything. It would not surprise me if that if it was the case as well. I mean, we've talked about that, um, you know, kind of going back and forth. But, man. How how warm do the waters in that area stay year-round? Because we're, like you said, mid-November, and I feel like a Cat 4, are the waters still decently warm? And I mean, I guess so. I want to say it is probably, gosh, I'm going to have to go back and look at this, but it's it's right on the equatorial line, so it's right on the equator. So chances are, you know. It stays yeah. pretty de- decent temperature, yeah, normal that, yeah, temperature year-round. Yeah, that's not cooling off anytime soon. You know, again, relative to anything else, 
Now, those waters stay pretty warm all year long, so um, let me pull it up and find out here. Do hurricanes spin the opposite way south of the equator? Yes. Wow. I mean, I knew that. Right. Because, like, the wind around a low goes the opposite way and all that, the whole thing. But I just, I don't know. That's just really interesting. If you want to see a cool weather cool weather experiment, or any type of experiment, actually, not just weather, but science, uh, go onto YouTube and type in the water swirl test on the equator. So how does water drain on the equator? So they do this fascinating little video, like they're like 50 feet to the north of the equator, right on the equator, and then 50 feet south of it, and you can actually see the water change the way it like swirls and drains. What does it do right on the equator? It doesn't spin. It literally just goes, goes straight down. Yep, yep. Whoa. It is fantastic. Wow. Literally, my mind is all over the floor because it is blown. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Uh, let's Whoa. see here. Temperatures on the equator. So what about a hurricane right on the equator? Does it, does it spin? It would still spin because it, it would still have the characteristics. But, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm way off. Everybody's screaming at me. No, that's not that far south, Bobby. It's not that far south. Let me look. Oh, let me look. Yeah, I mean, it's right now it's uh, iota current positioning is just it's probably what is it? I mean, it's 13.1 degrees north. So, I mean, it's still 13 degrees north of the equator, which is still in the spin zone. So um, I don't know if they have tropical systems on the equator. I'm guessing probably not. But, Could you imagine if it didn't spin and it was just there? That'd be weird, though, because, I mean, you'd have to have some type of area of low pressure. It has to induce spin. That's true. Like, if it wasn't spinning, it really right. wouldn't be anything. Right. Can. Boom. I'm adding the equator to my bucket list. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So the Coriolis effect, which we know is the spin effect, right? Mm-hmm. He's at a maximum at the poles and zero at the equator. Observations show that no hurricanes form within five degrees latitude of the equator. People argue that the Coriolis force is too weak there to get air to rotate around a low pressure rather than flow from high to low pressure, which it does initially. So there you go. Okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. Man, I love science. University of Hawaii with that fact. But if you find, you know what's really funny is if you pull up, if you just go to... um. Google or Bing or Yahoo, whoever your favorite search engine is, type in can hurricanes form on the equator. There's a fantastic image. It says track and intensity of all tropical storms, and literally there is nothing on the equator. Wow. It's pretty so awesome. So you can clearly see like a just a blank oh, straight. ring a... around the world. Yep. I will uh I will have to um share this photo. I'm totally going to the equator. Where can you go? Where would be the best place to go along the equator? Uh, Probably Central America, I'm guessing. Okay. All right, so I'm going to tweet this out real quick. Boom. Do you think anything happens if you're, like, on a boat and you cross the equator? Do you think anything changes other than the way your toilet flushes? You know, that's a really good question. I don't know. Like, would your propellers spin the other way? Well, that's I don't a, know. I that's, that's, a me- right that's, a, that's a mecha- <laughs> but that's a mechanical force. That's true. So, yeah, I wouldn't. But I wonder if, like, if you would notice if anything changes, like, like the wind maybe goes the opposite way or something. Uh, I, I really, don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Don't listen to me. I'm talking crazy. Okay. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> All right. Let's see if this worked. So I'm tweeting out this picture, and I hope it goes. Waiting for it to populate. Oh, it's just a... Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. So the link is from Bing, from Bing.com. And the link on our Twitter page is Bingedit. B-I-N-G-E-D dot I-T. Bingedit. <laughs> but it's fascinating, so, yeah. And somebody just tweeted out a photo of a dog taking a bath. Wonderful. Oh, that sounds cute. Twitter. It's fantastic. All right. Sorry. Okay. Let's get back to Iota because that is the big story. Like I said, currently Cat 1 forecast to become a Cat 4 at landfall. Same area that we just saw with Ada. What it does after that, we're not sure. The official forecast cone does take this through El Salvador and would emerge out into the Pacific. So I don't know what the steering currents are. I haven't seen any spaghetti charts this morning. But because it is 2020, this would not totally blow my mind for this to do exactly what Ada did and make that weird right-hand turn and reemerge back out either into the Gulf of Mexico or into the Pacific. But like I've said, I've not seen any spaghetti charts, so let's wait and see. Well, and that's so weird to me that right now they have it going into the Pacific because that is not how any storms right. have behaved this whole season. So that's just very unusual for the way it's been going. Yeah. So we'll just see. But if it does go out in the Pacific... That's super unusual, which would make it right on par with 2020. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So let's see here. Do, 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 do. I'm seeing if they have any of the charts available. <laughs> I just got a text message from uh, my radio boss, and I was talking about stuff on air. And you sent me a note. Don't talk about that. We're out of stickers. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, boss. <laughs> Speaking of stickers, B squared still has stickers. So yes. if anybody wants them, we, we have, have lots them. of. Speaking of things that we also have, we have new masks, and they are so amazing and they are. so cool, and I'm in love with them. Good, I am so glad. I am so glad. And we've posted a picture. Yes. Also, so if anybody our... wants one, let us know, and we will get one made for you. Yes, we will. For your face. Yes, because you can rot B-squared on your face all the time. That's right. But it's cool with the lightning and everything. Right? So it's just like, it's it's awesome. My friend Brian that did the design on it uh, went way above. I literally just wanted it to be like a gray background with our logo front and center. He goes, no, 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 this would look much cooler. Yeah, and he's so right. So I was like, all right, man. He he absolutely killed it. It was great. So shout to Brian. Thank you for the new masks. We really appreciate it. It is, a, it is a good time. Yes, it is. He might get some more orders from us, so he better be ready. Right. I hope so. I, no, excuse me. I hope so. So, Bonnie, there's no other areas in the tropics that we're looking at right now. However, however, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. You just said something, so we'll all yeah. wake up tomorrow and there'll be like two areas that we need to watch. <laughs> yep. So we will see. Let's uh let's let's wait and see. But with that said, uh we are starting to make that transition, you know, we're into fall. <laughs> Meteorological winter is still fifteen days away. Which seems like fall has flown by. Yeah, it really has. But you know, winter is here. 
some parts of the country have experienced it already. I'm waiting. You've already had an ice storm, which I'm very jealous of. Which let me just tell you, we had that ice storm and yesterday our high was 83. So like, I really don't know what season we're in right now because one week we're having an ice storm and the next week we're in the eighties. So I'm lost. How does that win? How does that work for you? Sorry, not win, but how does that work? You know, it's, um, we're just like in a constant state of whiplash because we have no idea where we're swinging, you know, are we swinging cold? Are we swinging warm? We don't know. Oh man. Yeah. But it's fine. Well, it keeps us on our toes. That does. It's true. It does keep you on your toes. We out here and we'll get to our forecast here in a little bit, but we've been in this constant state of temperatures in the mid forties. Occasionally we'll crack 50 and it's like summertime again. Everybody's like, Oh my God, take my clothes off. But (laughs) with that said, with that said, it's, you know, stuck in this weird thing. It's great for us because it means low mountain snow, uh, elevation-wise. So the snow just piles up in the Cascades, which is great. We need it. But it also means that those of us in the Valley, it's just rain and 40 constantly. And that can kind of just get really, really annoying. And with it being 2020 and us going back into lockdown, which we are in Oregon... Which is great. We have we were in a two week pause. Now we're in a two week. We'll be in a two week freeze on Wednesday. So it's like cool pause freeze. What are the cool little you know words can you come up with to say stay home? Um, <laughs> even though like our even though our stuff is on the rise, it's nowhere near what everybody else is. But I yeah, digress. Oklahoma is like going up and up, and so is Texas. Texas is getting really bad. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's the second, third, fourth, fifth wave. I don't know. I've kind of lost track as with everything else in 2020. So uh, we're going to stick to what we know, and that's hurricanes. Yes, it is in 2020. (laughs) Rapidly intensifying hurricanes. (laughs) (laughs) That go from cat nothing to cat four overnight. Yeah, and that's, that's that's real nice. I'm a big fan of that. I I think cat nothing, that should be a category. Uh, isn't that, what are the shave cats? <laughs> you know, the ones that look like giant mole rats. <laughs> are you calling those cats a cat nothing? <laughs> yes. Those are cat nothings. They have no hair. They're cat nothings. Oh, I'm dead. A sphinx cat. Yeah, sure. That works. It's like, that's you... what a tropical storm is. It's a cat nothing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That works. So we'll call them the sphinxes of the yeah. tropics. You've seen the cat meme, right? The cat one, cat two. It's all the cats with the different fur and how much it's like the wind is blowing in their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> referencing to. Oh, I love it when cats and weather come together to make right. a funny meme. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's like, you know, the it, uh, we'll go back to the El Reno one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With the cat at the dinner table. Yes. Yes, and the two women screaming and pointing at it. <laughs> Alvarino was a cat five, technically it was a, or you know, it was a EF five, technically it's EF four, but you know, <laughs> that meme will never get old, and it doesn't matter what it references. It's it's fantastic. It's so good. I really love that meme. It's one of the good ones out right? there. It's also it's almost as good as the you know this is fine. The entire room's on fire. Yeah, I'm fine. It's fine. The entire world's fine. We're all good here. No, nothing to worry about. Yeah, nothing to worry about whatsoever. <laughs> We've lost it. It's okay. I don't mind. 
What would we do without memes? I feel like we wouldn't be able to communicate. Oh, no, we would. We totally would. I mean, memes just, like, capture the emotion of the moment so well. They do. But, again, it's a new form of media, right? It's a... It's a way to express ourselves without saying words. We just like to type them on the screen with pictures. <laughs> and then we send them to our friends and say, this is me. Yes, exactly. Or we use them to further political stances. Or we use them to make fun of people. Or we use them for any number of things. Whoever came up with the meme, like, really opened a door. A good door. Yeah. Shout out to them. That's, that definitely works. Nailing it with the memes. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Twitter. It's a very, very fantastic place. So, yeah, good times. But, Bonnie, you do look good in the mask. It is a nice look. Thanks. You know, too bad you're not wearing the mask uh, while wearing your master's bucket hat, but it works. I'll, I'll do it. I'll take that after we're done recording. <laughs> I'll do that. Please do. Please do. <laughs> All right. Well, across the country, uh, we had some severe storms yesterday. I know that a lot of the chasers were out trying to intercept things. Um, there were some damage in parts of Missouri and uh, parts of Arkansas yesterday, but it's kind of calmed down. There's not really a whole lot happening at the moment. No, and I'm kind of jealous because that cold front that sparked that severe weather came through Oklahoma but didn't do anything for us, except it kicked our winds up so crazy. Like, our winds were, like, pretty high in the afternoon, and then it calmed down. Right. And then probably around 8.30-ish last night, I mean, the cold front, the minute the cold front came through my backyard, my power flashed. The wind was just, like, it was 0 to 50 in 10 seconds. And my friends lost power out in Midwest City until, like, 1 o'clock in the morning people's branches that hadn't completely fallen from the ice storm were falling out of their trees. It was pretty legit. Well, that's always fun for that to happen. Um, one thing that we do need to talk about, and I think it is quite interesting, it appears the entire state of Michigan is under a high wind warning. Whoa. The whole state? How did that happen? Uh, most of the state. Let me go down here and double check. No, nope, I take that back. All but three counties, it looks like. Oh, that's so, rude to exclude them. Right. Well, this is, sorry, just the Lower Peninsula. All but three counties in the Lower Peninsula and a couple in the Northern. Anyways, uh, there's a, the cold front that you were talking about yesterday. That cold front is now making its way up to the, you know, across the country. I'm, I can't focus on watching the Masters. Forgive me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the low pressure area that did come through Oklahoma yesterday, which did spark some of the storms in Missouri and Arkansas, as we said, has now moved east. It is coming through Michigan. Uh, like I said, the Michigan uh, Lower Peninsula, all but three counties are under a high wind warning. Winds sustain 25 to 35 gusts as high as 60. The air that is rushing in behind this cold front is quite impressive. Um, areas out ahead of the cold front are looking at severe thunderstorms. I know that Ohio, parts of Ohio are under a watch right now into parts of Pennsylvania. There's a hilarious meme that, uh, what's it, Storm Chaser Nick just tweeted out. It's quite hilarious. So if you follow him, go check it out, uh, Storm Chaser Nick. So <laughs> you'll like it's for Office Space. If you watch The Office, you'll get it. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. go look you after should. we're done. <laughs> you should. Uh, I don't think he's using the right one, but I could be wrong. Anyways, uh, winds will come in. We're looking at areas of severe thunderstorms. Pennsylvania's under one right now. 
So that air is rushing in. It's extremely cold. So it's a great, you know, dichotomy of the cold air versus warm air. So we will see what happens. Um, yesterday, thunderstorm-wise, was pretty impressive. Today's kind of shaping up to be the same way. But, man, I love this time of year because we get these massive changes real quick. And this is one of the things I do love about weather is quick changes. It is fascinating to watch. Yes, I was just going to say, for some reason, when a cold front comes through, even if it doesn't spark thunderstorms, when you can see the line on radar, when you can see it in real life, like with the winds kicking up, like, you know, this is the moment, the exact moment the cold front's coming in because the winds just got crazy. It's so fascinating to me because sometimes cold fronts come through and you don't really notice them. Like maybe you feel the chill. Maybe there's a little bit of a breeze that kicks up, but not every cold front comes through and starts knocking out power and blowing trash cans down the street. So I don't know something about that even without the thunderstorms is super fascinating to me. No, I agree 100%. So it's just, uh, it's one of those cool things that we, uh, that we watch. So. And I love seeing the line on radar. Right. Right. You know, I tweeted out a couple of days ago, let's play our favorite game, find the cold front. Yeah. And it's, it's always fascinating to watch and it's great. It's one of the many things like I said, we love about weather. We're weather nerds on the show. And this is the things that, you know, we, we geek off with and we're not ashamed come no. at us yeah absolutely at weather podcast that's where you can come at us at but while you're there <laughs> make sure you follow and like and retweet and yes, all that good stuff absolutely help our metrics found a guy on youtube he starts everything else well, by the way make sure you like and subscribe because it helps our metrics okay cool so maybe we should start doing that make sure you like and retweet every single thing it helps our metrics yeah. Things, things yeah. that we actually do. Even if you don't even read what we post, yeah, if you yeah. just see that just we post it, it, just hit that little heart and hit that little retweet and bam. Yeah. Appreciate it. Much love. We'll send you a sticker. Yeah. And, you know, order a mask. <laughs> yes. Um, it does look, by the way, in the last few minutes that things are starting to fire up in Pennsylvania. We now have four or five active severe thunderstorm warnings. Wow. Yeah. So I'm buckle up. You, it just takes us saying something and then bam. Buckle up, PA. Buckle up. I am kind of jealous, though. Like, all these states are getting our fall severe weather that we're supposed to have. Right. And we're not getting anything. I'm about to throw a fit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> My inner Karen is about to come out, and I'm about to start writing some sort of letter to the manager. Oh, I'm sorry. The weather manager. Fun fact, I'm holding Clyde in my lap, and he is trying to fall asleep. He's like an actual infant baby. Aww. Yeah. You've got a hard life, don't you, Clyde? Yeah, bless your heart. I got him a Christmas shirt yesterday. Aww. It's green. It says Merry Christmas. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Clyde, the often heard from, never seen member of B-Squared. I know. I need to put more pictures of him because he's precious angel. Yes, he is. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. Oh, man. Oh, man. More restrictions coming down with COVID. We'll get into that a different day. But, yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> we got to put a dent in it somehow. Yeah. Yep. We do. I mean, our cases keep going up by two to 4,000 every day, so. Right. Well, 
eventually we'll all be tested and eventually we'll all have it. So I'm telling you, I've, I've only been tested once and it was negative, but that's good. That, that swab is rough, but you know what though? It's a brain tickler. I figured out the trick. The trick is psych yourself out. Okay. That it's going to be so bad and it's going to hurt and it's going to be awful and it's going to just be miserable. So when it actually happens, it's not as bad as what you thought. So it's not that bad. Okay. Good to know. Because that's what I did. And then it wasn't, it's still terrible, but it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I mean, everybody loves a brain probe every once in a while. Yeah. Like take my little mascara wand, shove it up my nose and scrape my brain with it. I... I love that. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> and it's weird that like they come to your car and do it. Like I just sat in my driver's seat and leaned my head back. No thanks. No thanks. And listen, I've been one that's been poked, prodded, search, scoped, x-rayed, everything. Many times over. Okay. No thanks. I'm good. I've had to deal I've had to do that stuff. Even worse, like having a NG tube put in, which is a nasal gastric tube, which means like a tube in my nose down to my stomach. No, thanks. I'm good. Whoa. Yeah. That was a weird feeling. That I was bet. A, That was a weird feeling. You also look real funky. You can't flirt with nurses when that happens. <laughs> You're not as sexy with a tube in your nose all the way down to your stomach. No, <laughs> it's not. And especially when they're pumping things out that are multiple colors. No, just not. Not a good look. Oh, I bet that that's like a very much like a mind over matter thing. Like if you start thinking about it too hard, like if it was me, I would have to really like, I don't know how to describe it, but if I started thinking about it too much, like I would almost start panicking and just want to rip it out because it would freak me out knowing that it's all the way down into my stomach. Do you want to, it's like I would have to really use my head to get over it. Do you want me to tell this story? Yeah. Okay. So I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease a long time ago. And during the diagnostic process, they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And eventually they figured out like, oh, my gosh, like you have a pretty severe case of Crohn's. Well, the thing with Crohn's disease, it affects the digestive tract all the way from the mouth all the way out. So it can happen anywhere in that thing. Most cases are somewhere in the intestines. Mine is at the terminal ileum, which is the connection between the large and small intestine. So at this time, I am like not feeling very good and they're trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Long story short, I end up in the hospital and I had had a case of projectile vomiting several hours before, which if you've ever done that, it's not fun, but if you need to expel everything quickly, it's probably the best way to actually throw up. Jeez. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've thrown up, but never like, like, you know, let's put it like this. Let's put it this. Degree. Let's put it this way. I was standing at the edge of the bathroom and I hit the back of the shower on the fly, and never wow. and never spilled a drop. <laughs> okay, and that is like nine feet away. So, shout out to, shout out to me being impressive. Okay, so that was the catalyst that sent me to the hospital. Anyways, get there. They're running the whole test. Blah blah blah. They find out my intestines are closed. Whoa, closed for business. Yeah, and like squeeze shut, like nothing's there. So the nurse is like, whoa, you're like on the, like we, you can tell we're full of stuff because we can hear it, but there's no like actual absorption going on. So like when you put you on a drip because you are close to kidney failure and you'll feel much better in about five minutes. Okay, cool. 
So it's nurse rotation day and new incoming like CNAs and nurses. It's kids coming in for their rotations from college. So they're all doing their internships. So everywhere I went that day, they were like, hey, we have new medical students. Can they come watch? Yeah, sure. That's fine. So they finally made me, I'm taking upstairs and they're like, listen, we have to like pump out your, your stomach because this is not good. Okay, fine. So they're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this tube and we're going to soak it in warm water. So it's very flexible. Like this is just like normal, like household, like tubing. It's medical grade, of course, but I mean, it's, you're like, like we've got this garden hose. We're just going right? like, to warm it up for you. Oh, yeah. So it's comfortable. Right. Yeah. The whole nine. So they're like, <laughs> Hey, we're going to have our two most experienced nurses. And both of these women were like in their mid sixties, super friendly, totally like straight up grandma. And they're walking me through the process, but like, Hey, would you mind if all these kids come in and watch? I was like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So look we, at that. You were part of their education. I'm so proud of you. Oh, just wait, just wait. <laughs> So they walk me through the process. They soak the the tube in warm water. It's very flexible now. And they're like, all right, here's how this is going to work. They literally like put a little bit of Vaseline around the end of the tube and around like your nose. And they're like, we're going to push this in. And then we're going to have you start like drinking water because we Did they need- give you anything to like relax nope. or nope. like, nope. They just had you sit on the edge of the bed. Wow. Yeah. And so they start this process. You just start drinking, drinking, drinking. You don't think about it. You just do what they tell you to until they tell you to stop. Well, I made the mistake of opening my eyes and looking up at some of the students. And two of the male nurses both gagged as they're doing this. So I'm just like, oh, and so like they turn and they walk out. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. That's, That's great. So they end up putting the tube in. And then they have to bring in an x-ray to make sure they got down further enough. In my case, they didn't. So they had to push down like another quarter of an inch. But I had this giant like tube hanging out of my nose. It's very uncomfortable. It's very unesthetic. It's like you said, you can't flirt with nurses. You can't do anything. You just got this giant thing hanging out. And they're just vacuuming out your stomach, basically. Yeah, and they're literally pumping out my stomach. Now, with any type Why do they do it through your nose and not your mouth? Because you I, have to drink the water? Yeah, because I think, well, I think it's also that that way it doesn't like, like yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I'd have to find out. Like, I just, I'm a medical doctor on radio and TV. You know, I play one. I'm, I'm not one in real life. <laughs> I don't know. You sound like an expert right now. Oh, oh trust me. I'm, I'm like, you know, six degrees away from actually having my MD from all the crap I've gone through. Anyways. You know, you sit there and so they have to, you know, like they said, take you down for x-rays to make sure this goes down the whole nine. Well, anyway, so they start pumping your stomach. And so there's a lot of crap in me. Like, apparently I'm completely full, but it's just a lot of crap. So I was like, okay, this is, this is great. This is how it's going to be. There's a connection point on the tube where it connects to the actual pump. And the doctor was like, listen, occasionally it's going to be like trying to pull stuff up, but it can't. So you need to like help provide some back pressure. So he goes, all you have to do is just kind of like unhook it just a little bit and the air will help pull stuff out. So for 24 hours, I'm literally in like, this is how I'm entertaining myself. I'm seeing what kind of crap can I pull out of my system? Oh my gosh. So if you've ever been in a hospital that you have those little vacuum pumps that are up on the wall and they're, you know, they got the milliliter measurements on the side. I ended up filling up two of those things. Oh my god! And I will tell you this. It was the most interesting rainbow of colors I've ever seen. Oh, so like 
anything you were eating over the last several days was just sitting in your stomach and not going anywhere. Yeah, or churning, like being digested and being churning and nothing. So And just staying there. Right. So like you didn't really realize it until right. you had eaten more than you could hold and that's what probably made you throw up. Right, or because my intestines were closed and I didn't know that that was the case. Like I just, you know, I'd eat and I'd feel fine, but I was not going to the bathroom. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I just felt like, oh, I feel like terrible. And so then when they went through, did the whole extra as the whole night. Anyways, long story short. How long did all of that last? What do you mean? Like, like weeks, months? Oh, the whole diagnostic like... process. From the time I started feeling crappy, the time I was actually diagnosed with Crohn's was about seven months. Wow. Because four months of it was just me feeling crappy. Yeah. But I also lost like 150 pounds in that four months. Dang. Yeah. I went for, or not 150 pounds. I went, uh. I'm doing the math in my head. Uh, I lost 75 pounds in four months, not 150. Jeez, because like you were eating, but your body wasn't absorbing any I, of it. Yeah, I went from basically like 260 to 191. Wow. Yeah. And like in to the, four months, that's crazy. Yeah, that's and, not good. And like to you know, people were like legitimately concerned as they should be, but yeah. finally went through. Medical test finally diagnosed it the whole nine. So it was just, uh, it was, uh, it was an interesting thing. But so yeah, having your stomach stumped, or uh, your stomach pumped, stomach pumped. Yeah. Yeah, so your stomach stumped. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> um, you know, that's, it, it's something I'll never forget. And I had another version of it, uh, after another surgery, but it was the baby tube. That one was easy. Like I didn't mind that. That one was super chill. But that was cake compared oh, to the first oh, one. It, like a million times easier, million times easier. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, there you go. There's one of my personal stories. Wow. Yep. Today on Get to Know Bobby. Yes. We're going to talk about his medical history. Well, yes. I'm glad though that they figured it out, and so now you take medicine, right? And that yep. helps like keep all that under control. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Keeps you functioning normal. Yep. Uh, you see Good. the commercials for on TV for Crohn's disease with Humira. That's what I'm on. Um, I will tell you right now, that stuff ain't cheap. <laughs> and I'm very thankful oh. for insurance. Yeah. Because it's something like $1,200 a dose. Jeez. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's always interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm just going to say that topic could like spark a very big debate right oh, now. Oh, very well could. <laughs> it very well could. By the way, congratulations to Dustin Johnson, your 2020 Masters champion. Just wrapping up. I'm sorry if you DVR'd it and uh, I wrecked it for you. But um, fun fact, Dustin will have the lowest or will have the shortest reign as a Masters champion as he will have to come back and defend his title in a mere, ready for this, five months. I cannot wait. Jeez. I cannot wait. Sorry, Tiger. I guess your time is. uh, Yeah, Tiger's fine. Tiger's not worried about it. (laughs) <laughs> he's good. He doesn't need the 12 million or whatever you, what do how much do you win? Uh, I think he did 12 million last year. Yeah. So man, I wish I was good enough at golf that I could just win millions of dollars. Well, by you playing know, golf. Go out and practice, Bonnie. You had all the free time in the world. Go out and practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm super athletic. I mean, I guess golf's not like a super athletic sport. Yeah, it's it's more about patience and like right. technique. Right. Well, <laughs> neither of which I have. I have no patience and no technique. That's all good. It's all good. 
Dustin's wife, by the way, is uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, so. we're all connected in this like great sports circle of life. Yes. Yes, we are. Are you impressed that any Wayne Gretzky was an athlete? Yes. Do you know what sport he played, though? Ooh. Hold on. I'm like debating with myself. It's either football or baseball. No, neither of those. Oh, dang. <laughs> I don't know. Curling? Well, it is on ice, so you did get that part. Oh, part. hockey. Duh. Yes, I'm there like you the go. the dumbest person. Oh, my gosh. No, you're I not... meant hockey when I said yes. football or baseball I, I know, and I hockey. Did. I know you did. It's a combination. I mean, they hit things with wood. Yeah, they wear a lot of padding. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh good lord we've lost it and I'm really not helping females with like sports education Clyde why are you yelling at me dude because <laughs> he knows that he playing grass he played hockey yeah right he's like god mom you're so dumb <laughs> nah it's all good alright what do you guys have coming up forecast wise Oklahoma City you know a lot more of the same um, I think we've got some preset chances though this week which will be nice because since the ice storm, we haven't really had a whole lot, so that'll be nice. But other than that, nothing really exciting, which is fine. That is good. Well, we are waiting to find out if we're going to get a major windstorm on Tuesday. Uh, models have kind of gone back and forth over the last couple of days where it looks like we will or we won't. We had kind of a little minor windstorm come through two nights ago. It was really impressive and awesome. So now we're just waiting to find out what happens on Tuesday. If the GFS and the Euro actually get this right, we could be looking at probably the first region-wide big windstorm uh, in 10 to 12 years. So we will see. That's kind of what all eyes are focused on right now. Other than that, like I said, it's rinse and repeat. Temperatures in the upper 40s, showers every other day. Well, that sounds exciting. I kind of wish we were in the 40s and 50s. I mean... I like 70s and 80s. It's comfortable, but I kind of want to wear my sweaters and my boots and stuff. <laughs> oh, good Lord, you are basic. <laughs> I have so many cute things, and I just bought a bunch of cute sweaters and flannels and stuff, and so I just I want to wear them. <laughs> As, and you will have plenty of time to do that. We are almost a meteorologically winter, or meteorological winter. I need a nap. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Babe, leave it to a chick that's like, I want the weather to change so I can wear my cute clothes. Right. Like... Well, hey, you know what? A lot of women feel that way. A lot of guys feel that way. So what can you say? Hey, you start getting tired of wearing sandals and shorts and you're like, I'm ready for my sweaters and my hoodies and stuff. Totally, totally understand that. Well, another very interesting and uh, Educational. <laughs> Educational version of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. What more do you expect here? I mean, come on. Hey, we're just trying to help keep you all ahead of the curve when it comes to weather, Crohn's right. disease, Everything and else. sweaters. Yeah. Gotta look cute. Gotta look cute. All times. All right. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.